Hello friends, it's me, your friend Mike. Uh, so, I've been super busy lately, but I have this little microphone attached to my shirt. As I walk around and get ready for work, I'm going to talk to you and tell you about uh, where we left off. So, we left off with me going to jail, uh, getting out of jail, and then trying to find a job with a felony, um, trying to find housing. But bless the Lord for Katie and Derek, my friends that I met right before I went to jail, uh, let me stay in their place when I got out. So getting out of getting out of jail in August, <laughs> you can imagine. I spent I went in in the late spring or early summer, and then I came out in the middle of summer. You have never seen a whiter body. <laughs> uh, but I was pretty in in shape because you didn't get a lot of food and all you did was work out, or at least all I did. You know, some of the fat boys just sit around and, well, most of them just sit around and talk shit all day, but it is what it is. So, now I have, I have all these new challenges. But I also forgot to tell you that during the during the court, the kid's dad that I got in a fight with tried to fight me in the bathroom. He said, hello, Mr. Billstrom. We could handle this right here, blah, 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 blah. And then I literally go into court, back to the courtroom, and I say, your honor, Mr. So-and-so uh, literally just tried to fight me in the bathroom. And... Uh, you know, I just wanted you to know. And he said, all right, thank you. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and then, not that time, but the next time, after court, he chased me in his truck for like 10 miles, like a raging maniac. And I was thinking, man, I should just get out and whoop this guy's ass. But I think that's what he wanted me to do. Because then I would go in longer, or it would be easy to prove the case that I'm just a violent kid, ready to destroy society any chance I get. So instead, I call 911, and I I go into, I turn around, and I go back into town, and I pull right in the parking lot, right into the parking lot of the jail, and guess what happens? Nothing. Uh, kind of typical. So I was used to it. <laughs> Nothing happens. I literally walk into the police department and tell them, hey, this guy's, this guy's freaking threatening me, blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, thanks for the information. I'm like, could I file a report or something? They're like, we got it, thanks. So I felt like I was completely alone in this whole situation. Uh, no family or friends came to see me. Actually, I think Katie and Derek came to see me once and visited for 15 minutes, so that was good. Um, sorry, I'm walking around trying to get the dog ready for the day and stuff. Um,
I also had, you know, other things to do too. I wanted to go to school, become a personal trainer, and none of this stuff was going to be easy now. Had a broken foot. There's just a bunch of things all stacked up against me, but I really feel like I got screwed in that, uh, in the court system, but that's what happens when you have no no real experience with the system. Uh, I, got out of, I got out of jail, and my brother, who's always in trouble, he said, dude, there's no way you should have went to jail. I would have fought that, blah, blah, blah. I would have brought him to trial, and... He has so much experience with the court system that, you know, he can do that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't, so I got what I got. And, okay, so now let's get back to business. When, I, when I'm finally back in the real world, I got my little ankle bracelet on. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> it reached far enough for me to go to the pool. I remember that. I went to the pool, had my ankle bracelet on, just looking like a real hero. Oh, excuse me. And, um, you know, trying to find a job after this was difficult. Uh, I actually started washing dishes at the Green Mill soon after that. Uh, and I hated it, of course. But... It wasn't too bad because when you're a dishwasher, nobody really fucks with you. You just kind of get to do your own thing. And this whole time, you know, I'm desperate for more. I want more. Like, I'm sick of being a piece of shit. You know, not close to my family. Not, you know, I have a, I guess at that time it was a superficial friendship. Like, people were, like, Katie and Derek were nice to me. And, uh, but we never had like a deep connection, like like we have now. There's a there's a deep friendship that goes well beyond knowing each other for six months, you know. And so, I'm sick of washing dishes. It's probably three or four months later, and I'm sick of having a check that's like three hundred bucks every two weeks. Um, so I started looking in the newspaper. See, guys, the internet wasn't super good at searching in those days, so if you're in a similar situation, you have it a lot easier. Um, but all of a sudden, it says, sales, no experience necessary. And I'm thinking, no way, I can't, like, try to sell people something. Like, oh, well, yeah, give me your money. I didn't even like talking to people. <laughs> you know, I wasn't good with people I didn't believe in myself so I was like no way and then later on either that day or the next day Katie sees the same the same thing sales no experience necessary and I'm in my excuse making phase of life so she's like oh you should try that you could you could find someone to buy cars blah 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 and I was like no, I couldn't. She's like, sure you could. You could flirt with girls. And, you know, they might buy a car. And I was like, well, I don't have any I don't have any clothes. I don't have any dress shoes, blah, blah, blah. So, 
Katie brings me to Kohl's and buys me like one or two pairs of pants, one or two shirts and ties. She didn't have to, but she did. And I'm just thinking, okay, how am I going to ace this? You know, how am I going to get an interview? I don't have any sales experience. So I start searching. I start searching. Uh, I think this is the first time I ever Googled something. I said, how to do well in a sales interview with no experience. And I just read an article. I said, enthusiasm, etc. So they're okay. So I went in there so enthusiastic, they probably thought I was on drugs. And it was all fake. It was all fake. You know, on the inside, I'm nervous. I don't believe in myself. And all of a sudden, they say, you're hired. Okay. Now I'm hired. Perfect. So I go through their little bit of training, which is basically you greet the customer, you show them a car, you walk around the car, you make sure it has what they need, and then you try to you try to get them to your desk so you can sell them and get their money, get an offer from them, see how much the payments are, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, perfect. So I start the sales job. I'm horrible. Real bad. Can't even, I don't even like greeting people. Hey, how are you? Because it only takes one or two people to say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, no, I don't need any help from you. To make you feel unwanted and worthless, which is exactly what I struggled with anyways. So I'm avoiding people, and now it's the end of the month, and I have like one car sale, and it was like... It was like one that the manager just put under my name because he was being nice. So I get get to the end of the month. I'm like, whoa, this is rough. And then they're like, oh, we'll give you another month. No problem. Uh, we understand. It's your first month, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, pray. Okay, perfect. And I get back to business. And I'm selling, and I'm selling. Actually, I'm not selling shit. <laughs> I'm greeting people, at least. Uh, but I, I can't sell anything, and I want to I wanna quit about halfway through, halfway through the month. And I start to get depressed again. Man, I can't do anything right. I'm always fucking everything up. And here we go. Guess what happened? Because I was so focused on my job, I got... Uh, charged with a violation of probation because I forgot that I had a probation meeting. So I go to court, which is like three hours, two hours away. I drive all the way up there and they say, I say, I'm sorry, I was working, I forgot. They said, okay, we understand that. Um, we're just going to have to put you in jail for 12 days because of that. Oh, come on. My public defender's not helping me at all. He's like, it's either 12 days or uh, execute your whole sentence for the original charge. I'm like, uh, fine. I guess 12 days. And I'm thinking, oh, great. I just got a job. You know, I've never been in a shirt and tie before, so I kind of feel a little bit better. Um, because at that time, I thought, like, oh, if you wear a shirt and tie, you're kind of a big shot. And I go to my 
sales manager and I said, well, uh, unfortunately I'm going to have to quit. I have to go to jail for 12 days. And I don't know, by the end of that conversation, and this is a grace, right? Popping in again in my life. The, the guy says, you know what, Mike, go handle your 12 days and then come back and you'll have a job. So okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so I go to jail. Twelve days, actually it's thirteen days. Um, and I and I do the time, and I'm coming back, and I'm excited to be out again. But I, for some reason, I just get in a really big funk, and I'm going to going back to work, but I'm in a a funk because it's already the end of the month again and I have <clears throat> zero car sales. So I'm just thinking, fuck, Mike, you're an idiot. How you keep doing this? It's like the whole theme of your life is just screw everything up. Can't even make it to a stupid probation meeting. And, you know, just depressed. And it gets really bad. I start having suicidal thoughts. Um, you know, I don't have any, I don't have my parents to call. I don't have older brothers to call. Nobody, you know, I could have talked to Katie, but you know, we were such at a super, at that point, such a superficial, uh, un deep and transparent relationship that, uh, I wasn't, I didn't, well, I didn't feel like talking to anybody, but I probably could have talked to her. So there's a railroad tracks going through my neighborhood. So I'm planning it. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, I would just get hit by a train. So the next day I go down to the railroad tracks and I'm just sad, pissed, angry, feel alone, and I hear a train coming okay here we go nobody will even know I'm gone anyways and here comes the train's coming I stand on the tracks I'm ready it's getting closer and closer and closer and I'm thinking yeah I'm doing it I'm doing it closer closer and the train now is on so loud And probably within the last seven, eight feet, here it is, and I step off the tracks. And I don't know why. I wasn't scared. But something inside of me made me step off those tracks. It wasn't even me, because I don't even remember. I don't. I didn't think, oh yeah, I better get off. I didn't think any of that. It's just like something took control of me and I stepped off the tracks. And nobody even knew that for the longest time. So I I go home, I go to bed, see Katie and Derek, or just Katie at this point, I think. Derek went to the military. But I, I see these guys and like nothing happened. And, you know, just went on. Went to work the next day. 
Didn't want to, but I went to work the next day, got dressed, went through the motions. <sighs> I, th I think at that point I was ready to just quit and go back to my little, my little jobs where you don't have to think, you don't have to overcome anything. You just do hard work and that's it. Which I was, I've always been a hard worker if I set my mind to it. And so, like dishwashing, I just bust my ass and make that place clean. Uh, so on my way home, I'm thinking, I, I'm going to quit. I'm going to turn in my, I'm going to give them my notice tomorrow. And that'll be it. I won't have to have this stress, this daily stress every single day of needing to produce to hit a quota and on my way home I'm driving I'm, I'm driving home quiet no radio just depressed I don't know if you guys have ever been there but <clears throat> just in a bad place and I just tell people I'm tired when they ask hey what's wrong oh nothing just tired just tired and I'm so confused. What the fuck did I just hear? Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. Whatever you do, you'll succeed if you just commit to always getting better. The homeless man that yelled at me when I was a 10-year-old, when I was homeless, is all of a sudden... 14 years later giving me a lecture again I haven't talked I haven't thought about this guy forever so I'm thinking wow I got goosebumps and then I'm driving by a bookstore as I'm thinking how can I get better is there a way to get better at sales you know and then all of a sudden I just see the bookstore I was like hmm I, this is the first time I ever stepped in a bookstore in my life. And maybe that's why I go back to the bookstore so much. Is because, you know, it saved me in a weird way. So I step in. I go to the... <laughs> I ask someone, Where, is there a sales section? And the first thing I see is this book called The First, The Best Damn Sales Book Ever. And I buy it for like 12 bucks or whatever. And I'm reading it saying, this is when I was introduced to setting goals. It says, have a one-year plan, have a three-year plan, have a five-year plan. You know? And I started to do that. And as you start to set goals and you start to make a vision for your life, depression slowly fades away because now you, you have you have a, a, a plan that you're actually determined to do and you're excited to do. So I start incorporating what this book says. Slowly, I start to get better and better and better. And that, and that next month, I think I was third out of the whole dealership. And we had a lot of salespeople at that time because they hired 12 new ones. So I got third. And... All of a sudden, in a sales meeting, I was recognized. And people were clapping and giving me, an, giving me attention. 
So I was like, holy shit, this works. I have to go back to the bookstore. And I bought another one. And if you guys know me now, I buy a book probably at least twice a month. Uh, you know, because personal development saved my life. <laughs> oh, life's crazy. Life is crazy. And if you're going through something similar, don't give up, guys. Know that you can make it. Know that if you commit to just constantly getting better, there's a way out of everything. Whew. All right. Okay, guys. Well, that started off slow, but it got pretty deep. So, um, if you're listening, I love you for that. I'm spilling my whole life to you. So, if you're new to this podcast, go to your friend, your uh, <laughs> hashtag your friend Mike on Instagram and look at look at me. I'll say your friend Mike L. Uh, go to the Art of Growth on Facebook, the page, and I'll talk to you soon. Gotta go. Bye.